Alright, this is episode 8 of the most famous podcast featuring Andrew Rettling and Jake Reed. Yeah, episode 8. Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. We couldn't film yesterday, or we couldn't uh, record yesterday because I was helping my buddy move. Okay. Uh, Which buddy? So this was uh, Rob Baker. He's a photographer. And um, him and his family are moving to Dallas um, just because that's where Willie's going. That's Willie's photographer. And then he's going to st- Willie re-signs with Dallas or goes to a different team because he's got family in Dallas. Oh. And I didn't do that anyways after. So we went to his house and just uh, packed everything up into his sto- uh, his moving pod and got all that ready. I made a little uh, 2x Tuesday video out of just helping out like a buddy moving and didn't charge him anything so did my good deed of the week nice yeah and then obviously I was in Vegas last week and uh, so like when I got to Vegas I found out Trump was um, at that time leaving Vegas really what was he doing there <laughs> so they had like a debate or something in there so oh. like so he was leaving Vegas when I arrived, and um, it basically shut down the whole airport, obviously, and then all the cars going in and out uh, couldn't leave. So I had the decision of either uh, waiting 40 minutes and then getting a taxi to my uh, hotel or just uh, walking. So I ended up walking from the airport to my hotel from Vegas. And then um, when I was leaving the next day, I got a message early on in the morning saying that my flight was delayed. But then I kept checking and it kept saying it was on time. So I went, went to the airport on like regular scheduled flight and then it ended up getting delayed. And then once we were on the plane, we found out Trump was coming back into town. And we were on the plane with 40 more minutes because like everything was shut down again. He's so coming back into town to gamble for more? I don't, I don't even know why he was coming back in town that time, but he literally, he shut down the airport like four times in like a 24-hour span in Vegas. Damn. Shit. Yeah, and then that's pretty. Oh, and I was in Vegas. I saw, or I got to uh, go to my favorite taco, uh, Tacos El Gordo. Shout out, shout out, Tacos El Gordo. They always hook us up, and then they'll give you a discount if you reference the MFP podcast. Get ten percent off your orders. Oh, nice. Code MFP. Code, code MFP. Yeah, check. So yeah, they have really good El Pastor tacos that they like, carve off like a spinning meat wheel. Ooh. So you ever in Vegas or they have a place in California like Tijuana? That's where they're originally from, but it's like probably one of my favorite taco spots like anywhere. So I got to go there and that was pretty much it. What about you? What are you getting up to? Dude, my favorite taco spot is definitely the local taco in Lexington. I think the local taco uh, also has code MFP and I think you get 15% off. Ooh, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I think uh, local tacos overpriced and not good. <laughs> well, okay. Their prices were a little, I mean, the prices did get up there, but man, I went there once a week for like three years and I would just crush some tacos and some chips and queso, chips and guac. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. So for listeners who don't know, uh, they have like specialty tacos, like buffalo chicken tacos, like not traditional tacos. They have like the specialty like gentrified tacos. Yeah. And they're like five, like four or five bucks a taco. Tacos El Gordo is like traditional like Tijuana Mexican tacos are like two twenty a piece. 
It's like a and quarter. They, yeah, they are so good. Oh, they're just like traditional tacos with like minimal toppings. Yeah, they're like two opposite. <laughs> you good, Drew? Well, yeah, I'm good. What do you mean? <laughs> My damn dog keeps barking. Here, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get him out of here. Bosa, okay. <laughs> chill out. Bosa making a guest spot on the pod. Oh, I also, we had a uh, fan write in a question. Want to know Bosa? Do you want to know who the fan was? Who? This might kind of shock you. It was Frankie Munez. He wrote oh. in. Yeah, he wrote in. He doesn't even call me. Wrote in. Can I call you Phyllis? And no. wanted to know a little bit more about Bosa. So just let Frankie Munez know a little bit more about your dog. Hey, uh, hey, Frankie. So uh, Bosa is a six month old Cavapoo. And we actually took him this weekend to a dog park in Cincinnati. It's mm-hmm. called Fido Field. And he got to play with a bunch of other dogs. Uh, I love this dog park because it's a turf dog park. And uh, yeah, just all the, all the little dogs all run around and stuff. There was, uh, there were some people there, I noticed. So you know you're getting me into fashion and everything. There were some people there wearing Balenciagas. Yeah. Um, what was their ethnicity? Are they white or uh, what was what was what was the race? I think they were both white. Really? Wow. Yeah. Usually, like I don't want to stereotype anything, but usually like foreign people, like Europeans, like Asians, and then just traditional, just like the ch- stupid wealthy white people, they all stunt. But like, typical, like just because like I'm in like the West, like usually I see like Asians really stunting. It's really like it's crazy like most of them wear like yeezys and like just step on the heel and that's like a fashion statement they wear them like a sandal slide on type thing and just like absolutely destroy the shoe wait really that's a thing yeah it's a thing but so it's like just... they bend they bend the shoe so like squash it and then <laughs> like that's how they wear them yeah they basically just break the heel of it and make it look like mm-hmm. i never yeah. knew that I'm, i mean balenciagas are crazy but like most people that like wear Balenciaga's try to keep them clean, but if you see someone at a dog park with them, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and there was like 30 dogs in there, like all like running up on everyone, like stepping all over the place, like pissing and pooping everywhere. And yeah, this girl, I, I remember that too. The girl had like huge sunglasses on, like huge shades. Like they're probably like, you know, Chanel or whatever, Coco Chanel. I know she listens to the pod. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like. What is, what's the average retail for some Balenciagas? So I think Balenciagas, I, I can't swear to it, but I would guess like 750 to like a thousand, depending on the model. Damn. Mm-hmm. So the only Balenciagas I ever liked were the uh, like Balenciaga socks, and then Cardi B rapped about them, and everyone liked them, so I stopped liking them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they like it's like one shoe, and it like goes up your calf or whatever. So it was just like it was a shoe that like went up to like a little bit over like. Just a little over your ankle, maybe like just like a, like a yeah, like a calf sock basically. But like, you would recognize the shoe. It was like a sock material top, but like foam underneath, and it was just it was just a nice looking design. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Learning more about fashion every day. Yeah, they kind of look like John Geiger's, but you wouldn't. John Geiger's is a shoe designer. Okay, I love John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John listens to the podcast. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, yeah, so we did that this weekend and then i also i've been balling lately so uh, i played basketball again this weekend um didn't have my best outing i'm not gonna lie to our listeners i i always tell the truth we always tell the truth in this podcast 
Uh, just didn't have my best outing. Uh, I worked really hard on defense, though. So I was a very gritty player. Like, I really just tried to lock down on D. And I played pretty good defense. So I'm, I'm going to say, like, uh, the only times anyone scored on me was, like, a deep, deep three. Like, if they took, like, a three from, like, the logo, then that's, like, the only time they scored. So I was pretty pleased with my defensive game. But I really just need to uh, work on my offensive game plan. And I'm surprised it didn't after last week when I was with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Like, we were working on my shot. We were working on my game. I'm more of a paint post player. Like, you know, like, you and I are very good uh, basketball players. We just need to work on our offensive game plans. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, just not my best outing. Uh, our friend Drew Waka Baker played, and uh, I'm just gonna give him his props. Like he's like six foot ten, and he's got all muscle, and he was just a beast. Like he just dominated all of our average sized uh, peers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Did you guard him or anything? Um, I, go, I, I tried to guard him. Not really. I, it would only be, like, on help defense. I feel that. But, yeah, I need to get better with, like, screen. Like, I screen all the time. Like, you know, you and I screen all the time. But, like, we need to get better with, like, when other people are screening us and, like, switching. I mean, even though it's on, like, like our other teammates are just at fault. But, like, when we're screened, like, knowing, like, the give and go and, like, when to switch on, switch off, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty flawless on that, so don't include me on that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I strive to be like you. I need you to get back here and teach me some shit, but... For real. Uh, we have the... I'm playing in the alumni tournament at Coveting Catholic High School. Um, hopefully it's not offensive, but uh, yeah, we're playing in it, and it's going to be like me, Joey, uh, Brandon, Austin, Pat, like Hayden... And I think Walker's in it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was talking to Ammo about it. You know, mm -hmm. all of our listeners know Ammo. Oh, um, cool. He acted like we were going to get destroyed. Like when I said our team, and he's like, well, you'll have fun. So just uh, show up and have fun. So, I mean, uh, yeah. But people also, like, consider themselves, like, actually good ball players and just... Uh, I don't know. I'm just tired of, like, anyone. <sighs> yeah. Because I can picture just, like, the Schultz teaming up, like, yeah. coming out and, like, taking it so seriously. I mean, I can. I mean, Hayden will take it seriously, but, like, yeah, I don't think it'll be, like, one of those, if you lost, you'd be, like, pissed. But, like, no, I'm not going to, like, punch, punch a wall or something <laughs> like that. teams there at the tournament that, like, consider themselves, like, pride themselves at their Cubcat basketball days and, like, everything's going to be on the line for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, so I'm just going to go there and try to play good defense, use my strengths, be a real, like, Jeff Green type type of player. Or, no, Tony Allen. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be. Tony Allen. Just going to be really try to be that type of player and just really shut down the other team's best player. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's in the end of March. End of March. It's going to be right around March Madness where they're going to have the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to try to be a great team player. And uh, but playing basketball is fun because it's just like you get to uh, compete with people and there's like the camaraderie and all that and it's fun to just like get those competitive juices flowing and stuff like that. Yeah, go sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> but yes, yeah, when I was in Vegas, uh, they were getting ready for the Wilder Fury fight part two. Oh yeah. The listeners know last time we were in Vegas, they fought. Um, it was McGregor, right? 
No, it was it was Fury Wilder. Oh, after, really? After party, Jake was there for um, an outdoor concert with his wife Michelle or Okay Festival, and yeah, they fought last time we were there, and then their rematch was when I went back. I thought about staying, but I knew there was going to be a part three just because like everything's rigged. So there's obviously going to be a part three if they were both getting twenty million to fight. Like they're going to. But I didn't get to see the fight. I was occupied. But wouldn't you kind of almost lose? Like, wouldn't you feel like, like if you were Wilder and Fury? I mean, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but like I know, like I'm like a basic, you know, like Floyd Mayweather. Like you, you watch him, like whenever he fights. But like all the other boxers, you're like, oh, I don't really know, whatever. But I almost feel like if you won, you would almost want to lose that second time. I mean, I'm sure they don't really feel like that, but I'm sure they're not pissed they lost. Yeah, I mean, like, like, okay. <laughs> he was guaranteed twenty million. They were both guaranteed twenty million before That's like nuts. the side the win. So like, next one's gonna be even more. And like, they gave Wilder the win last time, so it's one one. And like, they've got to go to a third. So like, twenty mil was the base price last time. So that's the bare min they're gonna get again. So that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think that that fight? So like, let's say if Wilder Wilder won the first time, right? Yeah. So if Wilder won again. It's like they're not going to fight a third time. Like, why would they do that? They're not going to do best of five. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. They might have considered it a draw, but, like, they definitely gave it Wilder the win. I'm pretty sure. Because, like, they considered it 1-0 going into that fight. So, yeah. it was crazy seeing all, like, the hype and all the people going in there. Because I was there on a Tuesday night and then, like, some during Wednesday. And, like, pretty much everyone there was, like, only there for the fight. And, like, everything was already getting, like, hyped up and, like... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. That is crazy. I kind of want to see a bo- I want to see a one match before, just like a bucket list thing. Just to like, I mean, obviously, don't get like close to the ring. Like, how much do you think like those seats are for like the people that are like Leonardo DiCaprio or something that sit like right by the ring, like ringside? I bet they're ridiculous. I mean, probably, yeah, depending on the, like the fight, like I'll guess like twenty five to like a hundred, and then like maybe even more depending on like. Yeah, maybe just more than that, but I would guess like min twenty five thousand plus. Well, maybe we can use the power of the MFP, and because uh, I'm sure all the boxers listen to us, and because we're they know we're fighters. And uh, I was in the MGM where they were fighting, and yep. uh, they snagged me away, and they noticed that I was Drew, part of the MFP podcast, and they're like, they want to start working on some if we get enough people. So you never know, maybe we'll. Uh, We'll be hosting a fight or something like that. Hell yeah. Maybe like an after party too. Oh, oh yeah. Like the winner get there and we can like, we can be like a hostess or something. Maybe yeah. And all, pay of fa- that. all of our famous listeners there is going to be the most famous party ever. Yeah. Maybe we can like sell out one of the clubs, like one of the, the nightclubs. Yeah. That's, I, that's an obvious thing. When I, when I was there, I'm, I'm pissed that my wife and I didn't go there, but we wanted to go to, uh. We were in the Venetian, and they had that Tahoe Tahoe nightclub. Have you heard of that? I and, have. No. Uh, the dude who sings Mo Bamba was performing. Oh, yeah, uh, Shaq West. Yeah, Shaq West. Shaq West was performing at, like, 10, but we were going to that music festival every night where we saw all the other, like, rappers there, so we were, like, we were just, like, exhausted. So we were, like, by the time we got back, we were, like, we don't want to pay, like, whatever to go to a club, but I feel like that would have been so hyped to have, like, Mo Bamba in the nightclub, like to have him perform that. Yeah, that definitely would have been crazy. When I was there, I went to the Hawkinson nightclub. Did I, did I tell you the story? And we got a, uh, we ended up having to pay for a table. 
we didn't have to pay for a table. They wanted to pay for a table. So we ended up doing that when like Steve Aoki was there. So, I mean, it was definitely like a cool did he, bake. Did, did he uh, cake people? Um, <clears throat> Not that I can remember. We were in like the upper level part and then he didn't come on to like one, I feel like. But like, I can't remember throwing cake or anything. Okay. Like, like, there was also like Steve Dresco, like it's Steve Dresco at all these like Las Vegas places. So like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be weird if like he caked someone and then like it messed up like their good clothes and then like couldn't go anywhere after. So I feel like maybe like they don't let him cake oh, people. What's like the dress code? Because like, you know, you do so much walking in Vegas. I almost felt like, like I was wearing tennis shoes all the time. Yeah, like I was so wearing like good kicks, but like, you know, I'm not wearing like nice loafers. Yeah, tennis shoes aren't allowed. So yeah. it's, a, it's basically like, like nice, like pants, a collared shirt and like dress shoes. And that's like, what you, like the minimum you have to wear to get in. Really? So you can't yeah. have like sweet, like off-white, whatever, Travis Scott dunks like on your feet, like they won't let you in. So if you're a regular ass person. <laughs> yeah. Waiting in line, probably not. But like, <laughs> if you're like VIP or like, uh, like some sort okay, of if you're like, famous, yeah, okay. So like sometimes when we go in with like some of our listeners, some of our friends, like we wear this regular stuff. But like, yeah. if we're just going in like by ourselves, like yeah, gotta just dress up. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I forget. Yeah. What, um. Yeah. So Vegas. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think we're, you and I? Do you think we're gonna go back to Vegas like again in the future? I mean, I'll go back to Vegas just because, like, it's decently close. It literally only cost me, like, 112 bucks to, like, go to Vegas, fly to Vegas, get a hotel, and then fly back. So, like, that was super cheap. And I, like, I sell stuff at a consignment shop in Vegas. So oh, that's cool. It's just nice going there. The OVO store? <laughs> no, but I went to the OVO store and the Off-White store when I was there. But it's at the fashion show mall. It's uh, Urban Necessities. Remember we went to the OVO store when you and I went, and there was like 10 articles of clothing in there. Yeah, but there was a line for some reason. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> I guess it's just to like go in and like get a picture. Yeah, but it was literally, uh, I went there and it was like three days after the Off-White released a Jordan collab. So that was, if I went there a couple days earlier, I would have tried to get that. <laughs> I bet, I bet another time you and I will go to Vegas, it'll be... Do not put this out, <laughs> this podcast out yet, but uh, Pat is proposing to Hannah on Saturday. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just spilling deets on the MFP. We're getting it in. <laughs> uh, but uh, I bet if Pat Cuccio got to pick his bachelor party, it would be Las Vegas. Honestly, bro, I don't know if I would make Pat's bachelor party list. And like, Really? Like, yeah, it's not like I'm not like offended by it. Like, It's just mm. like... I haven't talked to Pat in forever, so it's not like I would take it offensively. It's just like, we're not yeah. really so it's like, if you thought I'd be cool, but like, I'm not like thinking I'd be on the list for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely think, I definitely think, wouldn't you agree though that like Pat's bachelor party would totally be in Vegas? Um, and it would be like, we'd be like, go, 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 bang, 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 bang. It would definitely be somewhere high paced, but like, I don't know if it'd be Vegas. Yeah, I don't we'll know. See. I really don't know. We'll see. Because I but, really have a bachelor party in Vegas. Because like, well, he also doesn't like do like traditional Vegas stuff, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think Cole Girding was in Vegas? Uh, no. 
the boxing fight is pay per view and Cole's CBS. <laughs> no, I was just, I was kidding. I'm glad we brought him up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we brought him up too. Uh, but yeah, so as our listeners know, last week I was in Baltimore, B-more as the locals call it, because mm-hmm. um, I'm like basically a local now. Uh, so I was there for uh, three three days, two nights uh, during the week last week for some uh, work training stuff like that. And uh, I had a big night out on the town. Um, I shut the city down. Um, I took over. It was me and Lamar. The man, the um, myth, the legend, Baltimore. MVP, mm-hmm. uh, LJ. Uh, um, that's what I call him. Yeah. Yeah, he likes, to, he likes to listen every week, like as soon as this drops. Uh, so what I did was, do you want to hear about my night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I walked to a local eating establishment called Chipotle. Oh, how was yeah. that? It was very good. I treated myself to a burrito bowl, and then I got guac and queso. Do you like their queso? Well, just like on the side. I didn't put it on it. Like I got it both on the side, and then I just like dabbled in it. I don't love their queso. Mm-hmm. Um, the best queso I've ever had was in, it's in Covington, Kentucky, at this place called Frida. Have you ever been there? I don't think so. They, uh, they bring out queso in like a skillet. And there's like peppers, tomatoes, like corn and stuff. It's it's very good in it. Um, yeah. So shout out Frida. It's got some some bomb ass queso. Uh, but yeah. So I went to Chipotle with Lamar. And the then man, him and I saw a movie legend, together. MVP. Uh, Lamar, Lamar and I wanted to see something that was very thought provoking, something that was very um, critically acclaimed. Uh, mm-hmm. So we ended up seeing that movie Parasite. Oh, you did see it. Yeah, yeah, I did see it. Uh, so it was Lamar and I. I mean, it wasn't awkward because, like, we're so close. But it was just Lamar and I in the theater. The man. Um, the we got, like, the best the seats. Like, we were, like, MVP. in the middle. Lamar like, Jackson. upper middle section. Um, you shared your popcorn and drink. Yep. We got some candy and some popcorn. We were both, like, you know, munching on it. We had two straws in our <laughs> in the cup. Um, so, yeah, Parasite was really good. Do you want me to do... I'll do some spoiler alert because I think I think the listeners want to get spoiled. We spoil our listeners. Yeah, they, they like getting spoiled. Yeah. So, uh, so Parasite won Movie of the Year um, mm-hmm. by the Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's all in Korean. So there's subtitles the whole time. Mm-hmm. So at first I was super annoyed at that, but then I kept thinking like I'm so spoiled. Like stop being like. Uh, stupid you guys speak English like this is dumb so I was like okay don't think that I was mm-hmm. like so you, you get over it in about like 10 to 15 minutes into the movie but then you just really start falling into the, the film so I can see why the movie won movie of the year because it had every genre of like every emotion was going through that movie uh, I experienced it so it was about a two and a half hour film. It's about the class structure in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So it's about a lower class family and their rise to the upper class. Um, so like the movie had happiness, sadness, romantic, comedy, suspense, 
terror. Like, I, like Lamar and I were covering each other's eyes. Man, like, it was, there was a part in the movie MVP. where it was Lamar so Jackson. scary. There was like this long, dark, twisted hallway, and this dude was going around every corner. Like the main character was going around every corner, and you knew someone was down in this basement. And I was freaking out. Like Lamar was shaking. Like, man, I was shaking. Myth, and it was the legend, like MVP. Oh, I was like Lamar was crazy. Uh, but the beginning of the movie, you would have like you would have brought like a little kid to the beginning of the movie. You would have been like, oh, this is like a comedy. Like this is funny. Like mm -hmm. the guy. So the main character and his family live in a poor area in South Korea, and mm -hmm. the main character hears from a friend about a job opening as an English tutor for a wealthy family in South Korea. So you can start to see the term parasite, meaning he fakes his credentials. Like he fakes that it's like college degree, like he's a professional tutor and all this stuff. And he starts to get uh, acclimated with the family. He eludes them. They think he's an incredible tutor and like he's great. Like the mom loves him. Like he tutors the daughter. The daughter's in love with him. Um, they start to have a relationship and stuff like that. And uh, the mom of this wealthy family isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. And so the sharpest tool in the shed. To get his whole family, who's also poor, like they all start to take in jobs around the house helping the family. Um, so everything unfolds from that. I won't spoil our listeners too much, but the whole family gets involved with this wealthy family and they kick out all the old workers and replace all the replace as new workers. So you start to see parasite again, like, you know, like parasite, they're taking over, taking over the family. And, uh, I mean, the filming was great. There's a lot of suspense. Shout out to the director. I don't know his name. Did you hear his acceptance speech when he won? No. He said, thank you very much. He's like Korean. He's like, or I think he's from Korea. And he was like, thank you very much. I'm going to drink till sunrise. And then he like, <laughs> he like roses Oscar. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, it was a great movie. Uh, I never want to see it again, but it was great. It was great. Like, it just felt like a part of me that I experienced and uh, we shut it down. Mm -hmm. So it's MFP approved? Yes, it gets the MFP approval. Because you know, like some of the Oscar movies... I don't want to like talk smack about movies. Like some of them, you're like, why did this win like the Oscar, like for best movie? You know that? Yeah. One of my friends that has won an Oscar, I'm pretty sure, uh, Christian Bale. Okay. Christian Bale, and I'm sucking corporate. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not him, but I, I like to think he has. Yeah, he um, has. I watched his movie Ford vs Ferrari with Matt Damon. Is that good? No, not a friend, but a listener. It was really good. Cause I'm not a big like racer or like car guy. I mean, I like nice cars, but it's not like I'm into them. But this movie made you like want to start like racing and like it made you have like a really like intense feeling like any good like sports movie would. So like, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I definitely won't spoil it because it's like decently like new, whatever. But like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I can spoil it a little bit, a little bit. Basically, like Ford was trying to buy Ferrari back in the day um, to get into racing. And really? they actually low-balled them for like a million um, while like Ferrari was appraised at like 18 million. So basically Ferrari was like calling like the Ford son like fake Ford and that he didn't actually build cars. So basically Ford took it to heart and ended up making um, that Shelby Cobra 
and then also the Ford uh, GT, I think that's what the car, or the whatever the racing car is. I just can't think of it right now. Um, but basically, they built that Mustang. No, no. Uh, Shelby Cobra is like a type of Mustang, but it's like a better engine. But like the Ford GT, um, I'm pretty sure it's the GT, or it's something like that. I'll have to look it up. But the uh, that car was built to beat the Ferrari in Le Mans 24-hour race, and basically just how they built that car. And like Ford was just going riding against Ferrari to beat him because Ferrari like threatened who he was, and like he didn't care about how it was affecting Ford at the time because they're like going through some troubles but he didn't care how much it cost he just wanted to beat ferrari so it's an absolutely crazy like good movie and like both matt damon and christian bale are good like you don't think like of any other character like while they're playing it they're both just like really good is christian bale the ferrari guy and then matt damon's the ford so they're both ford oh mm-hmm. so uh, shelby uh matt damon is shelby and i forget who christian bale is supposed to be but <laughs> it's a good it's a good movie he's batman yeah he's batman, I'm batman. so he like they like build the batmobile and then he like races it it flies so like it flies past the ferrari mm-hmm. yeah and then he takes the joker to jail and everyone goes to bed happy it's a dope film Mm-hmm. But speaking of the Joker, I've also seen Birds of Prey, the Harley uh, Quinn movie. How's that? I mean, it was pretty good. It was a nice, like, setup movie for, like, their next one. But, like, comparing it to Suicide Squad, I would say it was better. Like, it was pretty much the whole movie setting up Harley Quinn to, like, join, like, the forces of, like, the other girls they're, like, introducing in the movie. But it was definitely, like, since that one's really, really new, I'm definitely not going to spoil it. But... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Birds of Prey is definitely a good movie. And then I've also seen, so we're already on movies, I've also seen Sonic, and that's also a good movie. I would compare it to, like, good as in, like, Ninja Turtles. Like, Ninja Turtles good. Wow. Just, like, it's just, like, a good, like, cartoon-type whatever film. But it's, like, it's got Jim Carrey. It's, like, decently funny. Like, the graphics are good. And then I also saw it in 4D which was a little intense. Have you ever seen anything in 4D? No. Did it like squirt shit out at you? Yeah, so it's basically- Wait, like really? A, so it's like a, it's like a amusement ride. It costs like 20 bucks and it's like an amusement ride seat. And you sit on it and it like moves you forward and backwards and like up and down. And then like, it apparently like, it sprays like scents at you. So really? You the thing, it sprays water like at you on diff- different scenes. Um, like fog comes from like the machine they add like strobe effects and then like it's just a different it was cool but like I probably wouldn't spend the money to like do that 40 experience again but like it was definitely like a cool like one time thing Mm -hmm. but yeah that was pretty much like the three like things I've seen lately are those you're a big movie buff Sonic and Birds of Prey oh yeah movies are good have you seen 1917 I have but I can't put my finger on like what it was really about but i remember watching it was like oh that was like pretty good even though it like i'm not a huge war movie guy yeah but i think whichever movie i can't think of what the name is but there's a movie to where there's literally like seven words in like the whole like movie and it's all about like war and like that was really good because it like is it dunkirk yeah yeah it was that was a really good movie i was gonna say to uh harken back to sonic did you grow up with a Sega? Like, did you ever play Sonic? So I didn't play Sonic on the Sega, but I played on like P3 
computer and then pretty much I think it was like computer and then Game Boy and then like Game Boy Advance, like all the Game Boys pretty much. Okay. Yeah, so uh so I started with a Sega and like Sonic was like my first ever like video game. Mm-hmm. I used to love that game. You chase all the rings and then you like run around the loops, go mm-hmm. upside down. Was uh Knuckles in Sonic? So I'll give you a little background on Sonic. Sonic was a, like a really good movie. I didn't want to go see Sonic initially, um, but like my buddy um, was just like, I really want to see it. Like I grew up on, it. and I was like, all right, like whatever, let's go see it. Um, so like it was a lot better than like I thought it was, like thought it was going to be. But basically, um, it's like Sonic having to get away from like where you used to be living because of danger, like that place with like the loop, like that you play. Yeah. That grass field, like that's where he's from. But he came to America to get away from like bad people. Um, and then Jim Carrey's the bad guy, and they like find him in like the states. So basically, like he lost one of his rings in San Francisco, so he has to go get it. Um, and his rings are like how he can travel like uh, throughout time. So like uh, he has to go collect his ring in San Francisco before he can get back home and like be safe or change because Jim Carrey's getting them. So basically, it's just like all about that, and then at the very end, like they introduce said character in like the app, like in credits. Knuckles. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. No, actually not Knuckles. Tails. Oh, Tails. Tails yeah. sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tails. They introduced Tails. Knuckles hasn't been introduced yet. Dude, Knuckles was the most badass character in Sonic because he could like punch and like throw stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, Sonic the Hedgehog can only, like, jump and turn into a little ball and <laughs> kill dudes. But, like, Knuckles? Knuckles can, like, do that, too. But he can punch you, throw stuff, like, throw fireballs. Like, they need to step they, that movie up. Yeah, they need to step up the game. Yeah, for sure. And then, also, I think it's good time for our first little ad. Jake, you gotta... Well, we can talk about our last ad. How, do, how are you liking your Rolex? Oh, dude, this Rolex is incredible. I use it... Like, I've been doing a, a rolly on the right wrist and then the Apple Watch on the left wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the rolly. It's it's very nice on the weekends when I'm out in public. Um, mine's gold. What color is yours? Mine's silver. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Rolex, it's very, it's timeless. Like, it feels nice when I'm wearing it. Um, I just, it just feels very real. It tells the time very well. It's quiet which I really appreciate. Uh, so it's the it's ticking, like it's moving, but it's not making any noise. So I really like that. Um, yeah, I mean, life is just real with Rolex. Uh, yeah. Life is very real with Rolex. I'm really liking mine as well. Been getting a lot of compliments on it. Ask me where I've gotten it. And it's just like, we can't give out our plug at Rolex, but we do appreciate everything you do for us. Yeah, and so I actually, just got a text from the founder of Balenciaga. Hey, Jake, it's Cristio Ball Balenciaga. That's all he said. I said, hey, how are you? Um, he said, thanks for the shout out on the pod earlier. Um, I got a special pair coming your injuries way. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm really- hopefully they're going to be like those socks or or whatever. I'm looking forward to learning more about Balenciagas. Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely liking the sound of that. So shout out Balenciaga. What was his name again? Christio Ball. Shout out Christio Ball. 
All right, let's get back. Where were we? We were talking about movies went past Sonic. Sonic. All right. So, yeah, Sonic was a really good movie. I would definitely um, encourage everyone to go see Sonic because I had yeah, really low sure. expectations and it was a lot better than I thought. But also, I sent you that link for the uh, Travis Scott dunks that were releasing, Jake. Yeah. I know you didn't get into the raffle, um, but those pairs, I don't know anyone that got a pair. But they're just like regular low top dunks and then like the outer material could tear away so you could tear off that material and there's a design on the inside and they're Whoa. going for a little over 2400 the pair that was raffled that you could have Jeez. going for over 2400 dollars. guess how much it cost how much 150 dollars <sighs> Jeez. what did you see those uh supreme oreos so I did. I, I was really hoping. I totally forget the first week of Supremes only in store. And uh, my brother set me up like a computer program um, to like buy things on Supreme. And I was really yeah. excited to try to buy like a new like one of their um, like pullovers that they were releasing. That kind of looked just like they were like spray painted on. I thought they were really cool looking. And like I forgot they're only in store. So I couldn't do the bot and I like, set it up at 11 on Thursday like while I was in Vegas woke up super early after I walked um, I walked like 18 miles in Vegas by the way I woke up like super <clears throat> early to like set up this bot and like test it out and then I realized like afterwards like 11 or 2 I was like damn I forgot they don't release online today so I wasted like like an hour and a half of my time doing nothing but yeah I saw just like walking around Vegas no well I did that like the whole time I was in Vegas just walking around but like I woke up super early just trying to get stuff from Supreme and realized they didn't even drop anything this week it was only in did store do they have like a store out in Vegas so no they have a San Francisco store they have a Los Angeles store they have a New York store they have uh, I think they have two New York stores they have um, Paris they have Japan and maybe one other place but i can't think of it london they have one in london i think um but yeah i think that's about it that's the only place they have so the only places they released this week were in those stores um and then next week uh the online releases start but yeah i missed out on the oreos i was pissed also supreme poncho i wanted so it was, it was a good week i just didn't even think about it huh yeah i was thinking of, i was thinking about that um so like i don't get too much away about my career of work but the owner of Oreos, Nabisco, like the, that company, uh, which definitely has an office in Cincinnati uh, for Kroger, like they would for sure be able to get like so many of those. Like, uh, so I'll let the listeners know the rest of my trip uh, to be more. So after Lamar and I when I flew back, I had some things that just happened uh in the airport that annoy me mm -hmm. do you want to hear about them yeah so the first one is i know tsa is like super important and obviously it like it's worth it to be safe that like no psychos are getting in and everything mm -hmm. but when you're wearing a, a coat a vest shoes a belt uh socks <laughs> And you have like all this stuff for work in a suitcase. I need like seven bins mm. to go through TSA. 
Well, I feel like get completely undressed to go through. Um, and uh, it's just very frustrating when you know there's like a huge line and there's like a million people waiting on you and you have to you have to get totally like take all your clothes off and then get them back on. Why'd you wear that much clothes to the airport? A. Because it's like 20 degrees. B. TSA pre. I know. I don't fly enough, but I have you seen that clear stuff? Um, where you just like submit your info and then they do it for free? Yeah, well, you just like walk through. Like, you don't even go through any, like, I mean, I guess you got to go through a metal detector or whatever, but like, they have this clear thing for people who, I think it's like a monthly subscription, but, uh, like, uh, I'm pretty sure you just like scan your face and walk through. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't even think you have to go through any security. Yeah, you just like scan your eyeball or whatever and uh, you go right through. So that would be really cool. Um, and then, okay, so the other thing that happened, I know we have a lot of athletes that listen to this podcast, a lot of uh, professional ones that are a lot of like linemen and stuff like that. Yeah, like I've been on a plane, I've been on a plane uh, probably six times in the last month, and I swear. An offensive lineman has sat next to me on every flight. <laughs> oh wow! Like, and you know we're not in first class yet, but man, it is tight back there. Uh, but once the MFP, I'm hoping eventually, once the MFP keeps rising, we can get our own jet. Oh, well, we, so I definitely yeah. think we'll get. We should even. Uh, maybe reach out to a jet sponsor, see if they want to sponsor us and just kind of give us a free one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'd be worth it. Mm-hmm. We can just put uh, MFP and then, yeah, that'd be big on the side. People would love that. Yeah, for sure. So that's a, that was the second annoyance I had is that it never fails. Like some dude that is huge, like big and muscular sits and like, it's just like, what are we going to do here, dude? Are we going to, like... Because, you know, I have huge muscular shoulders, too. Like, Jake, I'm ripped. Jake, let me guess. Is this over the uh, armrest? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Jake, I think you just have a, a big complex about the arm. If there's a bigger dude next to me, if he's bigger than you, here, here's the, the stitch. I'll give you the 411. If he's bigger than you, he gets the armrest. <laughs> and if, if you're bigger than him, you get the armrest. It's what if I'm there first? Of, it's a matter, matter of size. It's not a matter of a uh, male being. It's just he's bigger. Just give him that little extra room. He needs it. Cause I mean, I do it to be nice. But what if I'm there first? What if I'm, you know, I'm chilling out. I got the, maybe we could do the front back part. Like I take the back part of the armrest and he takes the front part. All right, Jake, hold on. Let me, because this is an all uh, audio podcast. People can't. Some, I mean, our listeners, some of you, some of them know what you look like. But I just want to describe you. Jake's about 5'2", 120. <laughs> and, like, he talks like he's 6'8", 400. So, let's just get that in your head. And this is- I need to eat more. <laughs> and this is the picture of someone trying to fight Jake for the armrest and what Jake thinks he deserves. That picture's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to get bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. I am like a stick, I know, but 
you know, I still like my space. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. It's a, it's a weird thing on a plane, for sure. That's why I try to get sit by no one and move by just, like, an empty seat. And you always have to, like, talk to him and be like, like, if someone, like, sits on your seatbelt, you're going to be like, hey, I don't want to touch your butt, but I need that seatbelt so we don't get yelled at by the stewardess. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and yeah. Then, and then every time the drinks and the snacks come through, you got to look at them and you got to be like, hey, I'm going to get a cookie or I'm going to get Cheez-Its. And then you got to, like, talk to them. Yeah. I got to, like, get it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I yeah. definitely feel your pain, Jake. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, all right, so the third thing, this is just something crazy that I can't believe someone did. So, you know, like, planes have upper storage units for your mm-hmm. bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. This lady had... I'm not very familiar with all the musical instruments you can get. She had like, uh, I'm not, I'm not joking, like a five foot like trombone or cello or whatever, and she brought it on the plane and put it up there, and it took up like a whole section and more of like the plane. Like it took up like three rows of seats. I'm thinking it had to have been a cello because the trombone. I mean, it's big, but I don't think it takes up that much room. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. It was some musical instrument, but like it was long. A cello's like six foot. A trombone's about like three foot and like wide. I think it was a cello then. All right, yeah, a cello or a bass probably. That's Isn't that crazy though? It's like, what, what are you? What else are you supposed to do with your bags and stuff like that? Yeah, get like a hard case and just check it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was the three things that annoy me, uh, flying. Well, what about, um, you sent me a note about some sixth grade hyenas and then theme <laughs> room etiquette. Uh, I mean, do I want to do gym talk right now? Yeah, sure, yeah. Now, I'm, I'll save gym talk for next week. Gym talk. I don't, I don't want to overwhelm our listeners with gym talk. We- uh, I had another thing I wanted to hit on that I think you might be interested in. Go, go for it. So when your uh, clothing shop takes off like Supreme and you have different shops like around the world, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. my parents went to the Vatican a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Pope Francis II. I know he listens to us uh, every morning before prayer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they were in the back. Can you say that as a Catholic? Yeah, that's a lie. I'll cut that out. No, shout out Pope Francis. Shout out second. Remember when we made a fake Pope account? Um, in college, yes. <laughs> yes, it was uh, Benedict. What was it all about? Uh, we just said. <laughs> We said stupid stuff like, where the nuns at, yo? Remember we tried to be like, we tried to be like famous. It was like me, you, and Joey. We had like a Twitter account that uh, we thought we were going to get like millions of followers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like we should have. Dude, we need to make an MFP Twitter account. That's all you. (laughs) But no, back to the, uh, yeah, our fake fake, uh, Pope account. Like, that was great. We actually got like... I think we followed, we did that, that strategy where you follow a million people. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's like a bunch of other people that followed us back. I think we had like 900 followers or something like that. Yeah, I think we had around like 600,000 at our prime, but we kind of cut that out and started this. <laughs> yeah, once he, once he uh, retired, it, uh, it kind of didn't work anymore. Yeah, so about your parents in the Vatican? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they have technology in the Vatican that stops you from taking photos. So if I'm ever in your clothing store and I see a dope jacket and I'm like, I'm snapping a pic of this for the gram. Mm -hmm. If I take a picture of it, it'll make my screen just green. So there's like technology in the Vatican that can, it's like some sort of laser blockage thing that will, whenever you snap a picture, your phone will just be like green. Huh. So you, you can't take a photo of Mary or a jacket or whatever, and your phone will just be a blank green screen. I have plenty of pictures in the Vatican. Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like a new thing. Maybe not on my... I went there last summer. Maybe they just installed it a few months ago. <laughs> the Vatican's were like the Sistine Chapel and everything like that, correct? Yeah, yeah, they were in the Sistine Chapel. I have a whole video in the Sistine Chapel. I know it's really not good and you're not supposed to do it, but I definitely have a video in there. Oh, you have to show me that sometime. Mm -hmm. It's Yeah, it's pretty much just at the ceiling, but it's pretty cool. Send that over to our premium listeners mm -hmm. and me. Well, since you don't want to indulge on your sixth grade hyena in the steam room etiquette, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on the Candy Club and then I have a bone to pick with FedEx and USPS. So it's the government. The Candy Club? Yeah, Candy Club of the Month. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my mom signed me up for Candy Club of the Month for six months on my birthday. And then I moved and I moved my address to this new one, but they sent it to my old one. But the way they do it, they send it through FedEx and then FedEx drops it off to USPS. Then USPS delivers it. It's a really weird system. What? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like FedEx, like prime or like guaranteed or something like that. So they try to deliver it to my old place, but I have on my old place mail forwarding. So I got the alert that it was in USPS's possession and then they forward it to my post office here. But then from the past two days, I've been getting calls from FedEx telling me they're trying to deliver the package. One of the days I wasn't home, the other days I was, and I just didn't answer because I didn't know who was calling me, but they didn't knock on the door or anything like that. But FedEx is calling me about delivering the package but USPS is the last one to say they have possession of it. But I contacted FedEx and they say that USPS has it and USPS hasn't gotten back to me yet. So it's just a big like shit show and it's not even like something I really like. Candy Club, you're, you better hook us up big time after this because you guys are getting bad reviews right now. What, a what would be an example of the Candy Club? Like what would you get on a certain month or whatever? So you get like a box and there's like six like little containers full of candies, whether it be like gummies or chocolates or something like that. So usually it's like, um, my favorite are like, it was like chocolate, like cookie dough balls. And then they had like mm. uh, peanut, or not peanut butter, chocolate, like potato chips. That was really good. Your dentist is gonna love that. <laughs> and then just like, gummies and stuff yeah i mean that's pretty much the only time i'll get like junk food is when like that comes in but yeah they're choosing fedex is just horrible to be usps the whole time because that's like the only reliable 
post office, but now I think post office saw it was from FedEx. They gave it back to FedEx, and FedEx is trying to deliver it to the original address. But I'm not there anymore. But USPS already like forwarded it, so it's just like a whole shit show again. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds like a rough thing. I just had uh, the USPS deliver. The MFP's been treating me pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money's been good, so uh, I got some wireless earphones. Oh, from JBL. Uh, JBL is the official sponsor until it, another brand wants to come in. Come. JBL is the official sponsor of the MFP. I'm going to scratch that. JBL is not the official because uh, I didn't give it to you for free. You just purchased those, Jay. Uh, I had them at a discount. <laughs> you got a discount? Okay. I used code MFP to code. get 50% off. Oh, there we go. That yeah, is so. headphones of the MFP. But yeah, I'm so bougie that's like when I want to walk Bosa, it's like mm-hmm. I want to have some headphones just for walking the dog headphones. You feel me? No, I've never, I've never heard that before. But I'm thinking <laughs> you do you. Well, do. I definitely feel well, that's that's some that's why Frankie Muniz wanted to know about your dog. I feel like that's something Frankie Muniz would do. Yeah, like Frankie. Miss Caldwell. Frankie Can might. Can I call have, you Phyllis? No. Frankie might have put some bucks in my account for these huh? headphones. Well, it sounded like Lamar might have put some bucks in your account after your date and that you guys were giggling and, like, feeling each other. And so that was, I don't think it might have been Lamar that put some money in your account. Lamar had uh, the man, the Lamborghini the truck, too. MVP. Oh, Lamar I kind of taught him how to drive it because since you and I both have a Lamborghini, uh, he, he it was very new. He just got it um, mm-hmm. the day I saw him last week. So I was giving him tips and tricks on how to customize his Lamborghini. Yeah, kind of like how to use a paddle shift and like getting into mm-hmm. different gears and everything like that. Yep, how to turn yeah. the music up and down. Yeah, Lamar is such a rookie, but that's what we're here for. We're here to teach and have people learn. MVP. MFP. Wait. But yeah, I'm definitely open. I'm open to different headphone sponsors. So <laughs> if anyone, if any one of our headphone companies that listen to us I think we have a few Beats, Bows, Bows, uh, Beats and Bows. <laughs> yeah, Beats and Bows, and then oh, um, Bang Olufsen. Okay, Bang Olufsen is pretty good. They uh, they used to be the Audi stereo company. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So if any of them listening want to send us a pair, um, I can try them out, and that'd be great too. Yeah, you can also send me a pair since Jake didn't want to include me in that, but. Yeah, I've sent anything that's sent to me. A pair. Anything that's sent to me is automatically sent to you too. Oh, obviously. But yeah, um, I think we've given our listeners uh, quite a lot of gold for the week. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, hit on, Drew? Uh, I mean, I really do want to hear about the sixth grade hyena. No, let's give them that. Let's give them that uh, next episode. Episode nine, I think, is very. It's, it's calling for all my gym gripes. All right, I feel that. And then who who are we shouting out this week, Jake? Uh, I mean, we, so we talked about Frankie Muniz, the we man, talked about Lamar, the myth, LJ, the legend, we talked MVP, about Christian Bale, um, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Mark. Matt Damon. Uh, is there anyone? I mean, we, talk, we this was a big Oscars. I'm curious. Uh, let's go, Brad Pitt. Come on, Brad Pitt. All right. 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet that he's in, the new one. But uh, sorry, Brad. But uh, yeah, shout out Brad Pitt. Yeah, shout out Brad Pitt. See you soon. If you want to follow Brad Pitt on Instagram, his Instagram is of course just Brad Pitt official. So uh, actually, it's not verified. So wow, what a bump! I don't know if Brad Pitt has an Instagram. Wait, I'll work on. Nope, yeah. So, shout out Brad Pitt. You can't follow him anyway. And, yeah. Thanks for listening to the MFP. See ya. See Jake. Love you. Bye.